Last night was a historical night in the world of professional wrestling with an emphasis on All Elite Wrestling because longtime friend of the show, Scorpio Sky, became the ninth TNT champion. Now, he's only the sixth man to wear that title because Scorpio Sky defeated Sammy Guevara. And some people might consider this a stunning upset, but not me. Now, this isn't the first time these two have squared off in a ring against each other. The rivalry of Men of the Year and the Inner Circle put these two in combat multiple times in an AEW ring. But this is the second time that Scorpio Sky has taken a championship away from Sammy Guevara. The last time was at Wrestling Circus when Scorpio Sky won the Ringmaster title. That was back in 2019. And if we're talking about storytelling, uh, we, we tie it all back to the NWA, of course, because these two men fought to qualify for the NWA National Championship. That's where that photo from uh, the graphic is. And that was the last time the NWA was in Nashville. This is from the vault. My name is Jay Cal. And uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. So I'm happy to present this interview with my dear friend, Scorpio Sky. And we dove deep, deep, deep into the archives, all the way back to 2012, to play this interview with the then NWA Hollywood International TV champion. I am so proud of what Scorpio Sky has accomplished throughout his career. And this victory last night cements his legacy on the national level. But I've witnessed his maturation. I've seen the growth of Scorpio Sky. And I'm proud of his accomplishments, and I'm proud to call him a friend. So without any further ado, June 12th, excuse me, June 2nd, 2012, our interview with Scorpio Sky. And, and someone who I don't have to hold my breath for anymore is your NWA Hollywood International Television Champion, uh, Scorpio Sky, who, if, if you've been watching professional wrestling in the last five years, you've probably seen him in Wrestling Society X. You've seen him on various pro wrestling guerrilla matches and shows. If you go back to the old days like me, you remember Revolution Pro Wrestling and Scorpio Sky dominating Rev Pro. You've seen him in the Urban Wrestling Federation. And, uh, of course, every Saturday night on KDOC Channel 56, the, uh, the, the big man, the top draw, the NWA Hollywood International TV champion, Scorpio Sky. Scorpio, welcome to Talk NWA. Oh, hold on a second. Sorry. After that big introduction, I didn't uh, put you online. Scorpio, are you there? Now, that's very unprofessional. I hear I was talking, I was speaking, and I was just talking to myself. That's not even... I feel embarrassed now. The embarrassment's all on this end, Scorpio. It's all over on this <laughs> It's all right. Side. Now you got to do the introduction again. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was a beautiful introduction, though. I appreciate it. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you. Oh, by the way, uh, the... The fiancé and the daughter say hello. Oh, big hello back to them. It's my absolute pleasure to be on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Now, uh, kind of was running down a little bit of the history of Scorpio Sky. Of course, um, I've been a, a longtime fan of yours, dating back to the uh, Rev Pro days when uh, you kind of thought Super Dragon a thing or two and... and uh, you know, had some various feuds with Super Dragon and some great tag team action uh, with you and uh, in the uh, Ari the Aerial Express. 
can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the world of professional wrestling? Well, uh, you know, I, I got started, obviously, in Rev Pro. The school was known as the Rudos Dojo. A lot of guys came out of there, including Super Dragon, Disco Machine, Mr. Excitement, Rising Sun. The list go, just goes on and on. Uh, the guys that actually were dominating the Southern California area at the time when I broke in. And uh, I got to train with a lot of those guys. I trained under American Wild Child, under Ebony Blade, and all the guys I just mentioned. And uh, so I, I worked there mostly in the beginning of my career as well as AWS. And uh, just like you said, I started dominating AWS. I started dominating Revolution Pro. I showed Super Dragon a few things. A lot of people think, now this is a true story, a lot of people think that Super Dragon retired due to injuries. But the fact of the matter, this is the truth, and I, and I, and I wouldn't lie to you, this is the truth. He had a couple of matches with me, including our, our final match, which was in 2004 in Germany where we main evented WXW. And we were on the plane on the way home, and he looked at me and he said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I, 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 I don't want any more parts of you. We got through this match. I'm done. I'm, I'm quitting professional wrestling. I'm getting out of the business as soon as I can. You can have it. You're, it you, it's yours, Scorpio Sky. I don't want any more of you. And that's a true story. Not a lot of people know that. Well, breaking news right there. Uh, to the accolades of Scorpio Sky is also the uh, semi-retirement of Super Dragon. Uh, he's come back and wrestled... Uh, on and off, but uh, for the most part, I, you just uh, made the announcement that uh, you put the uh, final nail in the coffin. Well, you know, uh, he he made a little comeback recently. Uh, I, I think I didn't see the match. I think him and Kevin Steen ended up winning the tag team titles or something from the Young Bucks and PWG. And uh, you know, he came to the back, and I and I said, you know, hey, Joey Ryan and I are teaming. We've got a couple of good wins under our belt. It wouldn't be too long before we're challenging you guys for those titles. Next thing we know, he's injured again. He doesn't want any part of wrestling. Uh, you know, it's very obvious the guy is ducking me. He's ducking me. He doesn't want any parts of me. But I can't really blame him. I'm the baddest thing on two feet. And, you know, we talked, you just said the baddest thing on two feet. And, and uh, you know, I think uh, anyone who uh, watches championship wrestling from Hollywood would have to agree with that. You know, the list goes on and on and on. You know, going back to the finals of the Be The Star Tournament, you defeated SoCal Crazy, who is a, a very reputable luchador out here in Southern California. He he has a great style of wrestling. You bested him to win the belt. And then victory since against Willie Mack, uh, famous B, Willie Mack again, uh, J uh, Johnny Yuma, uh, just recently Ryan Taylor. And it just seems like uh, every domino they step in front of you you just seem to knock it down and you know i can sum it all up by just the two words that i call myself the undisputed best you know cm punk and chris jericho can argue until their faces are blue about who the best is but the reality is they are two pieces of salami and i'm a steak dinner I can beat both of them on the same day if I wanted to. I don't care if it was one-on-one, -on -one, two two-on-one. If it happens and they mess with me, they're going to need 9-1-1. I am the absolute undisputed best, and nobody can dispute that. And if they have a problem, they can come see me in NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Now, since, since becoming uh, the champion, uh, I, I wouldn't say that the attitude has changed because you've always – 
profess that you're the best, and I don't think any fan would argue with that. But you know, with with Christian Cole kind of helping call the shots, with Big Duke in your corner helping to strength and and get you into better conditioning, it seems like uh, it, it, some of the fans might have churned on you. I mean, how do you how do you feel about that? Well, um, that that just comes with the territory. Um, success breeds hate, and uh, you know when when you're beginning, you're the underdog. Everybody likes to cheer the underdog, but when the underdog makes it to the top of the mountain, then everybody turns on him and wants to cheer the next underdog. And that just comes with the territory. Uh, you know, if you're going to be truly great, anybody that's truly great, somebody like a Kobe Bryant, somebody like uh, Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, you see them out there, they perform on their own, but it takes a great team to make them great. They need people around them, and that's Christian Cole, who secures all the good deals. I've dealt with guys in the past that got me into very bad deals, and I don't want to deal with that anymore. I absolutely trust Christian Cole. He's going to get me everything I need every single time I step in the ring. So all I have to do is step in the ring and do what I do, and that brings me to Big Duke, getting in shape. I'm in the best shape I have ever been in. I'm bigger. I'm stronger, I'm faster, I'm more ripped, I feel great. You know what, as a matter of fact, just a week ago, I murdered a rock. Yesterday, I injured a stone. Earlier this morning, I hospitalized a brick. I'll tell you, I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. And I owe that to Big Duke. I owe all of it to Big Duke, the greatest trainer in the world today. The undisputed best has to have the undisputed best trainer, and that's Big Duke. Shout out to Big Duke. Yeah, and, and certainly, I mean, even you, the dynamic that you and Duke have, it seems like it's even uh, transferred into him stepping in into the ring and, and getting his opportunities uh, in NWA Hollywood as well. Uh, another man who is uh, joining uh, joining the coalition and, and the folks who are watching uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, they haven't seen it yet, but the matches have been announced with uh, Christian Cole getting you everything you need. It seems like the next thing you're getting is an opportunity to put more gold around your waist. You know, it, it it just takes it one step at a time. I've I've pretty much wiped everybody out that has stepped in front of me asking for a television championship match. So I ask myself, what's next? I'm the type of guy I like to keep challenging myself. Again, going back to Michael Jordan, who won six championship rings in the NBA, and he started shooting free throws with his eyes closed. This is me shooting free throws with my eyes closed. I'm going to step into the tag team division. I'm going to take that over. Heck, I may even go all the way up and win the heavyweight championship before the year is over. You know, I might be walking around with all the gold in the NWA championship wrestling from Hollywood. I might be the light, the junior heavyweight champion. I might be the television champion. I might be the tag team champion. And I might be the heavyweight champion all at the same time. And then they won't even need to put anybody else on the show. They could just make it NWA Scorpio Sky Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Well, Sky, that brings up a good point and was leading right into the question I was going to ask you. Because obviously there's a hierarchy in the NWA where titles and championships and stuff like that. And I was wondering what your thoughts were on the NWA North American Heavyweight Champion, Sean Tempers, NWA National Heavyweight Champion, Cahagas, and then, of course, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Colt Cabana. 
Well, to be honest with you, uh, the two pri- previous names before Colt Cabana, I didn't even hear. I'm not really sure who they are. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm the type of guy, I, I don't I don't watch shows that I'm not on. I don't watch uh, Monday Night Raw. I don't watch Impact. If I'm not on the show, I don't see a need to watch it. And that's, com- and that's being, being completely honest. I couldn't tell you who the WWE champion is right now. I couldn't tell you who the TNA champion is right now. And let alone, I don't know who the NWA North American Southwestern um, DVD VHS champion is over in some other state that I may have never even been to. And no disrespect, he may be great, but I am on another level. So I don't really know who these guys are. Now, aside from that, Colt Cabana, obviously, NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Of course, I know who he is. Um, I got a lot of respect for Colt Cabana. Anybody that can pin Adam Pierce's shoulders to the mat for a three count, I have to have a lot of respect for. Uh, does that mean that I don't want to get in the ring and take his head off myself and take the championship belt? Absolutely not. He's on the hit list, and we'll see what happens later on this year with that. Now, I have a question for you. I know you wrestle for NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and I think you wrestle for one or two other NWA promotions in California. But do you have interest in going to other places and showcasing your talent? Uh, places like what? Well, there's all over Texas, New Jersey, Florida. There's NWA promotions all over, and if you are as good as you say you are, you should want to showcase yourself not just in Hollywood but all over. You know, Hollywood is the main spot. Hollywood. Everybody wants to get to Hollywood. It's always been that way. Everybody, you see guys, you go back to the old days, and you see people on the sides of roads and in dirt towns with the sticks and the bags hanging off of the stick, and they're hitchhiking trying to get to Hollywood. Hollywood is the place to be. Now, would I go to Texas? Would I go to Florida? Would I go to any other state and showcase my talent? All you have to do is cut the check, and I will be there. You know, we talk about uh, showcasing your talents, and and for a lot of our listeners who, uh, you know, we were very excited about the crowning of a new junior heavyweight champion. Uh, that that belt, that trophy, eventually went to uh, Kevin Douglas, but that was uh, one of the first times folks in uh, in Charlotte were able to see Scorpio Sky wrestle live. Uh, what can you tell us about the experience of wrestling um, that night in that tournament with some of those names like? Uh, uh, Chase Owens and and, uh, and some of the other names you faced in the tournament. Well, um, first off, uh, Charlotte is someplace that's uh, very it's very um, sentimental to me for very very different reasons. Uh, for one, I have family in Charlotte, so it was good to get out there and see them and uh, sit down and have dinner with them. People I don't see the, all the time because I'm doing the wrestling thing. Uh, aside from that, the history in Charlotte, North Carolina, They're going way back, I mean, Ric Flair and guys that have won championships. And I wanted to be one of those guys that won a championship. So when I look back at Charlotte and I look back at that tournament, I don't look back in a positive way. I look back at a very negative night where I was not victorious in the overall tournament. And I'm not, and I'm not happy about it at all. I am not happy about it at all. And the next time I go to Charlotte, I guarantee you, and you can you can write this down, I guarantee you the next time I'm in Charlotte, 
I will be victorious. And if the championship is on the line, I will walk out as the champion. You can bet that. Now, the the man who uh, defeated you in that tournament was uh, Chase Owens. What are, what are your thoughts on him? Luckiest guy in the world. Probably had a four-leaf clover. Probably went and saw some sort of succubus early in the day. He's the <laughs> luckiest guy on the planet. There's nobody that will ever put this down in the history books, put it in the Guinness Book of World Records, put it in every some, put it in some kind of text that he is the absolute luckiest man to ever walk God's green earth. But it will never happen again. That's all I have to say about him. Guy, uh, Kevin Douglas was the one that ended up winning that tournament, and I know he's also worked out there in Hollywood with you. What are your thoughts on him? I like Kevin Douglas. I think he's a, he's a quality athlete. I respect him, and he's a good champion. So I don't really have anything bad to say about him until he's staring across the ring at the undisputed best. Now, and that's a, it's a good point that you bring up. You have nothing bad to say about him. He's uh, he's one of the best, I think, in Hollywood, and I think uh, I think you would agree. Um, he, he's an excellent excellent condition and a ph- phenomenal athlete. One of the things that uh, he boasts of, and it might uh, irk you a bit to hear it, but he says pound for pound. Well, first of all, he says that the junior heavyweight division, and this is something I think you would agree with, Sky. The junior heavyweight division is the toughest most competitive division in all of combat sports, and uh, I think you would agree with that considering your your background with boxing, your background with uh, MMA fighting, and also in professional wrestling. Uh, and he also went on to say that he is pound for pound the top, the best of the uh, junior heavyweight division, and not just professional wrestling, but of all combat sports. Well, you know, a lot of people say LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, and uh, they're entitled to their opinions just like he is. That doesn't make it true, though. I am the guy coming from a junior heavyweight division or a light heavyweight division or any kind of division near the, that weight class. I have dominated in every single place I went and carried multiple championships at once to the point where I wiped everybody out in front of me and had to move on to higher weight and had to go and win heavyweight championships in different places and territories. So Kevin Douglas, I will let him enjoy his time being the best junior heavyweight in the world, but make no mistake about it, any time I want to go on a diet, he's bumping right back down to number two. Now, the the big events that are coming up uh, this month for you, Sky, of course, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about this uh, tag team match where you and, and Willie Mack, uh, of all people, will be teaming up for the first time in uh, since you won the uh, television championship. Uh, and you guys have kind of been at each other's uh, at each other's throats, if you were. And uh, you know, Christian Cole, who uh, you know, charismatic and, and very well spoken and elegant, and uh, you know, was able to just uh, you know finally convince Willie to uh, work with you guys and, and join the experience. So you guys will be teaming together to take on the tribe for those heritage tag titles. And that happens on June the 16th, the day before Father's Day, for all the fans out in Hollywood who are going to come to that show. Uh, but you also have a, another really big match uh, just about a week before uh, with the uh, with the NWA non-televised match. And I, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your opponent, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Well, you know, starting out with Willie Mack, I want to touch on that briefly. 
um, joining the experience, listen, you got to think about it in terms you have to put yourself in his shoes. If you were broke, not a penny to your name, didn't have a car, you had to take the bus, couldn't even afford a bus pass, have to scrounge up change, can't get a, women won't even speak to you, can't get a date if you owned a calendar store, and then somebody (laughs) offers you the world, somebody says, join the experience, we're going to put, we're going to put keys in your hand, we're going to put money in your pocket, we're going to put women on your arm, you'd have to be a fool to not join, and Willie Mac, now he can ride my coattails and get a little bit of gold on his side, now moving on to Chavo Guerrero, a legend, Chavo Guerrero is a legend, and I, and I have the ultimate respect for him. Not fear, respect. And I, and, I, and I have to say I am envious of Chavo Guerrero. I, am, I, I, I have to look up to Chavo Guerrero because he is getting the fact. He's getting the point. He's getting a second chance, which not a lot of people get. A lot of people wait around and they wish for a second chance. He is getting the second chance to step in the ring with somebody in their prime who's at their best and share the spotlight one last time with somebody as great as I am but make no mistake about it he's never been in the ring with anything like me before he comes from the land of the giants he comes from the land where the guys are all souped up you know there's this big misconception in professional wrestling and or sports entertainment as you want to call it and the misconception is that they think that fans want to see guys that are jacked up and huge and their testosterone levels are four times higher than their IQ but nobody wants to see that. The fans are sick of wrestlers that look like Arnold Schwarzenegger but don't know the difference between an arm bar and a protein bar. They want to see guys like me. They want to see guys that are fit, in shape, real athletes, and Chavo Guerrero understands that, and that's why he's getting this opportunity. That's why Chavo Guerrero and the Guerrero clan, the Guerreros are a very famous wrestling family, and they are like me, very small, athletic, great performers, and it's going to be a tremendous match. Make no mistake about it. You know, it, you, you just touched on it, and and it's 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 kind of a historic to me as a, a, a longtime fan of professional wrestling and living in Southern California and being very familiar with the NWA Los Angeles of the of the mid '70s and talking about the the, the Guerreros. Uh, you know, Chavo's father and his uncles, uh, Mondo and Hector and, and even Eddie, all have had so much acclaim in, in Los Angeles. I mean, the NWA World Light Heavyweight Championship, uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr., I'm sorry, Chavo Guerrero Sr. won that in the Grand Olympic Auditorium. Uh, you talk about uh, Hector and Mondo uh, and, and Chavo all have held the uh, NWA America's Championship, but again, in and around the Grand Olympic Auditorium for NWA Los Angeles and NWA Hollywood. And uh, fitting, you know, maybe 35 years later, we're in the cusp of the NWA Hollywood's rebirth, uh, crowning its first-ever international championship, uh, television championship last year. And now you are kind of facing off the, the face of NWA Hollywood in the year 2012, facing off against the legacy of NWA Hollywood from you know its its origins back in the in the mid 70s the the uh the unsung hero of the Guerreros a, a, a three generation star uh competing against you in in what is probably you know it's not televised but maybe one of the most significant biggest matches in the history of NWA Hollywood 
You know, I absolutely agree with you. I will never, ever, ever say anything bad about the Guerrero family. They are one of the most respected families in wrestling, and uh, I just don't do that. I, I've got a lot of respect for them on a personal level. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a lot of them, of all of them. Uh, I've watched Chavo Guerrero since I was back in high school or junior high. I've been watching him for years. And, uh, again, they are history. They are a, a great part of this wrestling history, especially here on the West Coast and in California, like you said, dating back to the Grand Olympic Auditorium. So that is why this is so significant, that you have Chavo Guerrero, one of the one of the premier ones, one of the biggest stars in the family, stepping in the ring against the present-day soldier of NWA Hollywood, the present-day, the face, the banner carrier of NWA Hollywood. And I just hope everybody comes out and shows support. I hope all the Latino fans come out, bring their flags, show their support, because I tell you, Chavo is going to need all the help he can get because we're going to find out if he can still get it done. We know he can go, but let me tell you, I am not one of these WWE guys. If you get in the ring with me, you got to be able to go and go hard because if not, you're going to go home hurt. Who does Scorpio Sky want to get in the ring with? Who's somebody out there that you feel could best stretch your abilities and your talent? One or both of the Bella Twins. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> oh. That's, that's it. That's the only. That's that's it. I'm I'm beating everybody else. So now I've got to start taking on two at two at a time. Get the Bella Twins in the ring. We'll make it happen. <laughs> so Scorpio, I, I'm going to say. Uh, you know, I've, I've again followed your career for a very long time, and uh, I think it's I, it's fair to say that I've seen some of the, the biggest matches you've had. I mean, I traveled down to San Diego to watch you take on Shelton Benjamin for Mach One's uh, uh, Center Slam, and I believe that that match was probably one of maybe your greatest matches that you didn't win. Uh, hmm. How was it stepping into the ring with a guy like Shelton Benjamin, uh, obviously gifted athlete? Um, you know, he, probably a hybrid of what you were speaking of earlier, a wrestler who can be competitive but also is a bigger-sized wrestler. What, what can you tell me about working with Shelton Benjamin? You know, I said it going into the match. Shelton Benjamin has no weaknesses. He is a bigger, stronger, more powerful version of Scorpio Sky. So I was definitely even taking aside the fact of the name value, I was the underdog going into that match. But I came so close. And like you said, possibly the greatest match I've ever had that I did not win. And it still eats away at me today because I became so close and I trained so hard. I trained very hard going into that match. And I just couldn't get it done. But no shame. Shelton Benjamin, hey, he's one of those guys that was completely overlooked up in, uh, in in WWE in Giant Land, he was a guy that could have been their top champion. He could have main evented WrestleMania. He could have main evented any pay per view. He could have been their champion, and they blew it. He was the great. He was a 
probably the best athlete they've had since a Kurt Angle, since a Brock Lesnar, and they blew it. But now he's in uh, ROH, I believe. He's doing well. I wish him the best. But if I get one more chance, I want one more shot, I absolutely know I could beat him. So uh, he is one guy I definitely would say I'd like to get back in the ring with one more time. You know, like I said, uh, I'm bragging a little bit because I've been fortunate enough to see many of your matches. And, uh, you know, I, for a long time, have been an avid supporter of Scorpio Sky. I remember calling it uh, many years ago before you really even broke through to the national scene, saying that this guy's got star material written all over it. Uh, And what really struck me was, and I don't remember the opponent, I don't even remember which promotion it was, but you had a, the fans in the palm of your hands hanging on every single word you said, and you were talking about your opponent, and all of a sudden the Scorpio boom Scorpio boom I was there for that live, and it, it sent chills up my spine. It gave me goosebumps, and I knew that I was witnessing history. I was witnessing something special. First of all, how did that come about? You know, I, I, I believe it was homage to uh, Muhammad Ali, but... How did you get the uh, get the, the that kind of electricity in the in the crowd? How did you get the people to to buy into Scorpio Sky in, at such an early stage in your career? Well, you know that goes back to uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Um, we had a long time feud between my partner Quicksilver and myself, the Aerial Express, going up against Arrogance, Chris Bosh, and Scott Lost. It was a long time feud. It was about a year in the making. We ended up saying this is our last shot to win the tag team championship from them. So we put our masks on the line, masks versus titles. We ended up winning the match. Uh, I was able to get the roll up. Scott Lost was bitter. They jumped me after the match, took off my mask. Uh, I disappeared for a while. I, I had to get away from wrestling. You know, obviously being unmasked is a very traumatizing event, but turned out to be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. So flashing forward, I came back, I put the beating on Scott Lost, and there I was in the ring. I had my T-shirt that said Boomaye on it. And it just, you know, I, I was a huge Muhammad Ali fan growing up, still am. I mean, you can look around my uh, my house right now. I've got Ali on my wall. I've got DVDs. I've got figurines. I've got I've got everything. I'm a big, I'm a big collector of Ali. And, uh, you know, it, it just kind of, rang to me and just kind of said, you know what, I got to go back, I got to get it, Scott Lost, and I got to, I got to boom my A, I got to kill him, I, I can't just, and I don't mean figure, I don't mean really physically kill him, I mean figuratively, there's, there's only one way, when you take someone's mask, you're trying to end their career, so that's when you get in the ring, and, and all you can do is you can kill him, and, and that's figuratively speaking, you've got to, you've got to smash him, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to, put them into a place to where they don't want to go any farther. They want to quit and move on with their life, like I did Super Dragon. And uh, that's where I, that's what I needed to do. And the fans understood that. Going back to when they pulled my mask off, you had fans in the audience that were in tears, literally in tears. It was a, it was a very special moment in my career that I will never forget. Looking out, I've got blood running down my face. My mask is in my hand, and you see fans, and they were so touched by the moment, they had tears running down their face. And that was everything that led into that one interview where I delivered in one speech. It was like a State of the Union address. 
where I said in one speech that I am back, I'm not dead, I'm coming for Scott Lost, and I'm going to kill him. Boom, I ate. Wow, I, I just got goosebumps all over again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was there, and uh, the, the the crowd reacted. The crowd was uh, into it, and it was uh, one of the one of the best moments I've ever seen in, in pro wrestling. And it wasn't it wasn't produced in in Connecticut. It wasn't filmed in Orlando. I mean, it was a a live indie wrestling event here in Southern California. And uh, you know, when you guys come out to support pro wrestling and watch these shows, and you see the the next generation of stars, uh, a guy like Scorpio Sky, who at that time I think you had been in the business for maybe what four or five years, and uh, it really just kind of. Uh, Took a, a big moment, and uh, it wasn't the main event. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the top match on the card, but it, it stole it. It stole the attention of the fans. It stole the uh, the attention of the uh, internet wrestling community. And uh, still, something. Again, I, I had kind of forgotten what led up to it, but that's one of my favorite memories of of watching uh, Scorpio Sky in the ring. Um, one of the other things I'd like to ask you about is uh, you're, you've had several appearances in in working with the WWE, you, you were there, you, you got to be a part of the entourage, you got to hang out with Floyd Mayweather Jr. How did that come about, and, and, and what can you tell us about your experiences, uh, you know, being in the being in the corner of uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr.? The money team. I'll tell you exactly how that happened, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm going to be completely honest. It's a Sunday morning, I'm laying in my bed, I'm relaxing, enjoying my day off. I get a call from Floyd Mayweather, he says, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas. I'm going to be at the, at the WWE pay-per-view today. I'm just going to be watching and hanging out. But there's a, if, in case there's a little bit of beef, I need you to come and back me up. And that's why I said, you know what, Floyd, money, anything you need, I'm going to be there. So I show up, I hop in my car, I drive straight to Vegas, going 90 the entire way, didn't get pulled over, made it just in time. I stood there in the crowd and I said, you know what, if anything goes down, if the Big Show or if, say, MVP or Manny Pacquiao or anybody wants to get involved, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to just bury them where they stand. It just so happened it was the Big Show. So the Big Show did his thing. He got punched in his face, got his nose broken, gave chase, went after Floyd Mayweather. I stepped in the way. I said, yo, Big Show, you better calm yourself. Before I even got any of that out, I said, yo, Big, the dude pushed me right down. He's a big guy, but, you know, I was about 100 and. 70 pounds at the time. He's 500 pounds. So no shame in that. He pushed me down. I stood up. I said, okay, okay, I'm going to let this one go. You know, there's security. It's under control. Floyd's out of here, so I'm just going to let it go, and uh, they can handle their business some other day. That's exactly what happened, and that's that's 100% true. Did someone else have a question? I thought I heard someone say something. Okay. Hey, Sky, so, you know, again, I I'm keep going back to the history that I have following your, your wrestling career, your development. Uh, you know, it seems like you uh, are one of these hybrid athletes, and I mean in such as you've incorporated so much uh, different styles of professional wrestling into your repertoire. Uh, a lot of your early action, I remember it being more uh, aerial-based, a lot of high-flying, um, then it kind of... Uh, became more of like a submission style of wrestling where we're seeing, uh, you know, forcing your opponents to tap out uh, with with the various moves. And, and now it's kind of a very high-impact style of wrestling. 
it, it almost like there's no wasted movement in the ring where one move leads to the le- next move and and I just want to know how you developed your style and and, and what who inspired you maybe to uh the styles of wrestling that you that you use in the ring. Well, you know, um dating back, I've I've always been a huge fan of mixed martial arts. I was going back to even 1993 when I was just a little kid ordering those pay-per-views, there'd be like 500 people in the audience. And um I've always been a huge fan of that and and, and I've always liked that style. So even go back to, say, when I first started back in, like, 2003, and I was using the triangle choke as my finishing move. Not a lot of people even knew what it was at that time because this is is years before mixed martial arts really took off. The UFC didn't really get big until, I'd say, 2007, 2008. Um, And so this is back in 2003. So not a lot of people even knew what the triangle choke was. Even people in the business... uh, you know, they'd be like, what is that? <laughs> and I'd say, well, let me show you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my style just developed over the years. I, I, I like to mix it up a little bit. And uh, I'll tell you an absolute true story. This is the one guy that influenced my style more than anything else is actually a rival of mine, Scott Lost. Um, I was sitting and I was watching a wrestling show once. And... Uh, Every single thing on the show was exactly the same. Every single match was the same. Everybody was doing the same things in every single match. And it just got boring to me. The only person that stood out was Scott Lost because he did different stuff. He was out there and he was being innovative and he was doing things that nobody else did. And, I, and that moment, it was I think it was in 2008, I said at that moment, I said, you know what, I'm changing everything. And from that moment on, I decided I'm going to do everything different. Because you can't scout a guy if you don't know what he's going to do and you don't know where it's coming from. You know, that's the best example I can come up with. Be different. And I give that advice to everybody. Be different. You know, everybody grabs a chin lock the same. Everybody does a hammer lock the same. Everybody does an arm bar the same. But, you know, you don't have to be the same. You know, you can you can adjust yourself, you can move different, you can set things up different, and that's how you psych your opponent out. You you know, if you're in boxing, you can't, you know, everybody throws a straight right, everybody throws a left hook, everybody throws a jab, so you got to set it up different ways, because they, otherwise they just know it's coming, so you got to set it up, you got to feint, you got to move, use your footwork, you got to move around, and then set it up, and then land your punches. It's the same thing in wrestling. You got to set things up. You got to be innovative. You got to be different. And then, bam! Out of nowhere, knee strike, ace of spades, whatever you want to hit. That's the secret to my success. And I just gave it away. So now I'm going to have to be even more innovative. <laughs> well, Sky, we're we're running out of time, and uh, I, I want to say thank you so much from uh, not only the the Cal Clan out here in SoCal, but uh, you know the the folks. Uh, at, for alliance-wrestling.com, talk NWA. We're so excited to have you on the show today, and uh, we really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule training night. You know, I'm, I'm even surprised you got reception out there in Big Bear. I know it's uh, sometimes it's hard to even get a signal out there, so uh, I want to thank you for giving us a call today. And uh, I, I know you've got these uh, two big matches out here in SoCal that are coming up again on the 10th, where you'll be taking on a, a WWE uh, 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 former WWE. WWE Cruiserweight Champion, a multi-champion for, for the WWE, WCW, and Chavo Guerrero Jr., and, of course, the Guerreros are legend and uh, SoCal. And then also uh, just about a week and a half or a week later when you take on uh, 
the tribe with your new tag team partner, Willie Mack. So I, I know there's a lot of training involved. And, I, again, thank you for taking time of uh, notching that time out of your schedule to uh, speak with us today. And uh, best of luck, champ. Thank you very much. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter, at Scorpio Sky. Look me up and like me on Facebook. No idea what the link is. I hardly use it, but use it anyway. Go to it anyway because I do post good stuff sometimes. Find me, and uh, that's just about it. Buy your experience shirt. More Scorpio Sky shirts coming. Join the team. Experience. One more question before I let you go, Sky. Where can folks buy the T-shirts? Is it exclusively at the live events, or can they order them online? We actually uh, we do do them at the live events, but they can order them online through PayPal, and um, I I have no idea what the uh, email address was. I forgot. But if they look me up on Twitter, at Scorpio Sky, uh, I can provide that information for them. They will also be on NWAHollywood.com very soon. And as a matter of fact, if you go and you buy the Scorpio Sky T-shirt on NWAHollywood.com, uh, we are actually sold out of those currently. So you, you, buy, you can buy that one, and we'll send you an experience shirt. All right. Sounds good. And then for all those who want the shirts, we'll also get that information up at alliance-wrestling.com. Sky, thank you so much for taking time today, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks. Scorpio Sky, if you need him, NWA International Television Champion, uh, one heck of a guy. And, uh, again, uh, appreciate him taking the time out to speak with us today. We thank you for tuning into the Alliance Blog Podcast, a presentation of alliance-wrestling.com. We genuinely appreciate your support. Would you consider subscribing so you won't miss any future episodes? We'd also like to remind you that we do a live stream every Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube at The Alliance Blog. And you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, and Twitch. Until next time, we are The Alliance.